Hey, this is Drew here with my little sister, Ashley, my best friend, Derek, and our number one favorite guest, returning guest, James. Woo! Hey. Oh, hello. Thank you for having me. Welcome back. Our pleasure. We needed to have a teen movie expert for this week's episode, but we'll get to that. Um, as I'm sure you all, y'all know, um, y'all here on the podcast and y'all listening to the podcast, new release is a movie podcast with a time traveling twist. Ashley, when the heck are we this week? Well, we're in late January, 1999. All is dark and snowy and fat boy slim, AKA Norman <laughs> cook has charted his third number one single with praise you in the UK, but we'll be hearing more of him stateside soon. Did y'all know Fatboy, a.k.a. Biggie Slims, has the Guinness World Record for most top 40 hits under different names? Yeah, I did. Oh, do you know, of course. Do you know any of his names, Derek? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Slim Boy Fat. You could probably <laughs> guess him. Yeah, Slim Fat. No. Um, there's Cheeky Boy, which is probably my favorite. <laughs> Cooked Bass. Grime Minister. Hot Since 63. I mean, the list just goes on and on. Yum Yum Head Food. Whatever. <laughs> I, I mean. like Grime Minister. <laughs> Yeah, that one's pretty yum, good. Yum head food. <laughs> this is a Wikipedia. Uh, this is sourced by Wikipedia. And the way it's phrased is like, I, I mean, th that means you should be able to look up all these artists and see a number one hit or a, see a top 40 hit attached to their name. But I would be surprised if that was the case, right? What about the son of Cheeky Boy? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm just saying if you Google any of these, yeah, um, I mean, back in the happen. present day. If you were to Google any of these, I wonder if they would actually have, like, are there 40 different versions of Fatboy Slim on Spotify? Who knows? Um, yeah. Anyway, thank you for that little culture lesson. You're welcome. Happy to help. So? Uh, <laughs> so in other news, the 56th annual Golden Globes just aired. Remember, it's for movies that came out in 1998, not 99. Here's one of the big winners. Oh, what a shocker. I mean, if you look back at some of my earlier dramatic work <laughs> in uh, films like Earth Girls Are Easy and Once Bitten, <laughs> you might have seen this coming, but... <laughs> but I really wasn't expecting it, and uh, boy, you know what this means, don't you? I'm a shoe-in for the Blockbuster Award. That's right. <laughs> Oh, yeah. R.I.P. <laughs> what a speech. Yeah. So that was Jim Carrey, of course, winning Best Actor in Motion Picture for The Truman Show. Nice. Um, I love Jim Carrey. Yeah. He's um, a national treasure. So especially at this time, he's, he's in the present day, he's like gone a little uh, bonkers off the radar. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. an artiste. Yes. Yes. Um, so. Ashley, thank you for um, both of those news updates. I feel like very immersed in the time period. Um, and the only way to get more immersed would be to um, hit up the local cinema. So what's showing at theaters this week? Well, there's not much new. Uh, speaking of award season, looks like that Gwyneth Paltrow Shakespeare romance from last year is gaining steam. Mm -hmm. hmm. Eh? Okay. Yeah. Anything else? Okay, cool. Not into it. Um, <laughs> well, there's this one new teen comedy that says it proves there's more to attraction than meets the eye. 
and judging them by the poster of these two beautiful, beautiful humans, the more is, um, not sure, but who cares, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, well, more than meets the eye must, must um, relate. Yeah. Yeah. There are are four eyes meets the eye and oh, four eyes glasses reference. Mm. Okay. Well, whatever. (laughs) Let's, let's move on. Um, and let's go to the theater. Y'all ready? Yes. Okay. Jamie. Hmm? Let's go. Let's go. Oh. Oh, sorry. Movies. She's all that is America's number one comedy. No way. That is so sweet. And the critics love it too. That's no joke. These men are professionals. The LA Times raves. It's a total delight. It spends generations in its appeal. Bam. Smart, funny, and charming. I feel just like Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman, except for that whole hooker thing. A comedy breakthrough. You know what I'm talking about. She's all bad. Rated PG-13. Now playing everywhere. Everywhere. Okay, so yes, um, we just got out of a pretty jam-packed screening for She's All That um, opening night. So uh, there were tons of people on on dates, hordes of young um, adolescent teens, and it seemed like the audience loved it. They were cheering at the theater. There was a few groans um, with some of the more you know, ridiculous parts, but for the most part, this seemed like a, a crowd pleaser where we were at. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna start by giving our just kind of like fresh out of the theater responses. Um, we're going to try to leave our 2021, uh, baggage behind for now. And then of course, come back to how the movie holds up. But, um, I just want to know, uh, starting with you, Ashley, like, how um how was your experience seeing this in theaters well i can't wait to date paul walker just kidding too soon yeah. um, <laughs> wow. too soon because we did varsity blues last week yeah yeah that's what i meant yeah, too soon. Right. um no it was i had such a good time and that was like a bunch of like 13 year old girls so of course they enjoyed the movie it was a lot of like laughing and just like so happy and goo goo and gagaing over pretty Prince jr and paul walker as expected they're also beautiful humans the whole cast is filled with very attractive people. So, um, yeah, I, I can't wait to objectify and rank um, yeah. the, the, <laughs> the ma- male level. characters in this, Hot or in not. this movie. <laughs> yeah, which we are going to do in our um, rank the blank segment. We're going to rank the dreamiest um, of the dreamy male heartthrob leading men from this era. Um, so, um, I will reserve my thoughts on the leading man in this movie for that. But um, James, what was your uh, theater experience like joining us in 1999 to see this very special movie? It was delightful. I mean, a brunette with glasses getting the guy in the end of the movie, despite all the odds like that's that's a perfect (laughs) story right there. I loved it. I loved every second. So many odds. So many. Yeah. So many against her stacked against her. (laughs) So you're saying that makes me Freddie Prince? Who are you? What? No. <laughs> Freddie Prince of the Beard. No, no, no. No, no parallels I'm drawing from. I'm just excited about the story. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It is a real triumph. Mm-hmm. Um, Derek, uh, let's represent the male point of view. How about that that bet? Fucking badass, right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Derek. 
<laughs> crickets. Okay. You, yeah. You, you, you didn't walk right into that one. No, I mean, Matthew Lillard is a fucking hero though. I, no? this isn't the first time we watched it. It's the first time we watched it when we travel back in time, of course, yeah. but I watched it as a teenager and it was a lot different being an adult. So I will leave that baggage for later, but yeah, okay. you know, it, it's fun. It's cute. The soundtrack's rad. You've got some Usher in it. I love it. Well, I love Usher. What about Lil' yeah. Kim? Lil' Kim? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, the the cast is incredible. So, yeah. I mean, it's like the the male side of the equation is Freddie Prinze, Matthew Willard, Paul Walker. Um, who's the other? Um, their black friend. Their token black friend. Um, I say Julie Hill. Yeah, yeah, Julie Hill. Um, and then and then Usher more like not in their immediate friend group, but um, but likes to talk to them through the sound system of the school. Yeah, he's the announcer. Yeah, yeah. directly talking to Freddie Prince Jr. So the whole school can hear him <laughs> all about how he gets roasted for his heartbreak. It's a great time. You what a clever to way it. to have like a um, uh, what kind of course is that called? In theater? Uh, mm. When you have like uh, the people narrating a narrator, what's no, going on, but there's a Greek chorus, I think. Oh, Greek oh. chorus. Yeah. Sure. Chorus. Oh, I thought you said course. And oh, then yeah. I was, I, then I was going in a different direction. I was like, I'm not saying that. I was thinking, so, yeah, Mediterranean sounds good. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> of course I didn't say that. Um, <laughs> so we've got the killer cast. This rivals, I mean, we watched Varsity Blues last week and, um, I don't know. I think the place I want to start is like there were all these uh, really important and kind of um, uh, definitive teen movies from the 80s. The John Hughes movies, The Breakfast Clubs and Pretty in Pinks of the world where like that was maybe the first time kids felt like their uh, point of view was being represented on screen. When y'all watch this um, and we're going to have a delightful clip from Pretty Prince saying something along these lines later um, about he was not going to let a generation go by without having his version of a breakfast club. God, but, uh, um, said it before, I'll say it again. Freddie <laughs> Prince Jr. is truly a hero, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Th this is an important movie. Um, I mean, in, I, in all seriousness, like this is, I think, the prototype for teen movies. You know, we're all within, what, five years of each other here on mm -hmm. the podcast? Mm -hmm. Um, so I graduated in 2002, this movie came out in 99, all of us are in that range and like, I don't know, how did y'all feel this captured our high school experience? Like the time period, the social dynamics. Um, yeah. Is this our defining teen movie? No, <laughs> no, I don't know. It was pretty close I to mean, mine. Was it? I mean, I just don't. I, I think it's tough because I, I mean, it wasn't popular, but it wasn't people who knew I was because of like athletics, but I don't remember there being like a lot of bullies or anything like that, or like crazy bets on things or like, oh, the cool artsy girl we should go. Out. It's just like a weird, I just don't remember it being like that, but. Well, we went to a pretty small school and yeah. there's like, there's not enough people there for there to be like really, um, like five different types of clicks there were mm -hmm. like popular and unpopular and 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 jocks maybe yeah um but yeah everyone could kind of cross over to some degree at our um small school um 
but uh, I don't know, James, what about, what about you? Like just in terms of, okay, so maybe this isn't like literally how we felt in high school, but is this one of your touchstones for the teen experience on represented in movies? Oh, for sure. I think it was almost aspirational in a way, not in the negative ways, but just in the way that high school was going to be like high drama, but fun. And you were going to be heartbroken, but also there was uh, really cool stuff going on and dramatic choreographed dance numbers. Like that became a craze <laughs> at some point. Right. So it was, it just felt like <laughs> aspirational in some ways in terms of what you would want your high school experience to be versus the reality, which was, it was sort of like very normal yeah. very kind of lean you know, comparison even keeled exactly just very very even keeled but this felt like it felt like it was gonna pump you up for what was to come you know yeah you didn't and go I mean, to a high school where bef- when your first bell rang everybody choreographed their dances to their first first class that's oh i, I was a i did a lot of theater in high school so this was absolutely <laughs> something that happened on the regular <laughs> just kidding but well, no not really <laughs> I mean, I think that's that's what I love so much about teen uh, comedies and dramas in general and in general, like the whole Riverdale style phenomenon. It's so heightened because at that time in your life, everything is uh, does feel like life or death. You have limited life experience, Um, you know, whether it's like who you're going to prom with or whether you're the starter on the sports team. It's like it is it in all of like uh reality is the most important thing that's ever happened to you <laughs> yeah and like um, one yeah. small thing deal. yeah and one small thing whether it's through your own doing or through someone else's just puts you on the map like in the movie mm-hmm. yep. there's a bet made about laney boggs and then all of a sudden she's everywhere yeah and then she becomes like the kind of school vibe yeah, yeah well like let's a school hero Let's um, hear a little bit of the setup for that bet, and then we can talk about the plot of this movie and, and how that holds up. Thinks he could do anything. Let him prove it. What do you say, Zach? A bet? Yeah. Unless, of course, you're too heartbroken. Just name the terms. All right, simple. I'll pick the girl. And you got six weeks to turn her into the prom queen. Okay, okay, we get it, okay? Everybody has a big Jimmy. Now, can we just... You got it. <laughs> All right. Let's go shop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boys will be Yikes. boys. Once again, that could just be the tagline for the, this boys whole... Will boys. boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. ...of movies. Um, it's, it's like this movie is so sweet and earnest at, while at the same time just kind of like being oblivious to what... like having the a sugar-coated tone on stuff that is kind of could be like portrayed as as vile and and bullying but i don't know i think overall like the heart of the movie wins out which is why it doesn't feel like uh as bad as you might think watching this movie based on the premise so um the premise is that you know freddie prince jr's character uh, has just been dumped by the popular, you know, by his girlfriend, the most popular girl in school. And so they, uh, when they go shopping, 
they like scope out all the girls walking around the atrium or that the um the courtyard of their fancy high school and who do they land on does someone want to describe the actual the um the train wreck that is Lenny Boggs James I mean she trips yeah <laughs> but she's covered in paint and her sure. hair is back hideous glasses and she has glasses oh it's so bad uh, overalls she's carrying a lot of like books and yeah she really cares yeah, about she's her art smart. Yeah. she's an artist yeah. so what a- so horrible just gross <laughs> so gross with this movie i mean does it matter at all that like i mean it's hard not to see this lens uh, this movie through the lens of movies that spoof it and, and and parody it like not another teen movie pretty much kind of lifts this plot and pulls in varsity blues and pulls in a bunch of other things but would it did y'all need more of a transformation does that matter at all ultimately i always really like the transformation piece so i was kind of like well she's already beautiful so exactly. now she's just still beautiful mm. like if you watch like um like princess diaries yeah I mean, you knew she was gonna be pretty too but like that was like a lot more to work with yeah <laughs> to change <laughs> especially because so they give you the build of the two pictures of the transition so it's yeah. like then it's, oh this is a new person now mm-hmm. and even this on the is... oh go ahead sorry oh it's this is just a haircut and she puts in contacts <laughs> that she doesn't like and she do they dry her hair? yeah 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 they cut, yeah, long they cut it oh, she okay. had long hair at well, the beginning Oh, it was just always pulled back or something. Yeah, it was yeah. a very bad extension job. Yeah, yeah. it was. <laughs> uh, it's it's funny because like they wanted to they they have this dramatic reveal where um Anna Paquin, who plays her little sister, her. Um, his little says sister. something says something very sweet. She's like, "What does she say? This isn't the new Lanny Boggs. It's just the like." slightly improved or something I, I, i'm butchering it but this is it oh shoot because i remember that too and i was like oh that's really sweet yeah it's just like a, a different it's like a different side of her or something she says it's where it's yeah. like endearing and not like oh look how beautiful she is and she was a troll before you know right. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah it's almost it's 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 for both characters like it always works in these in in rom-coms in general they like start from opposite ends of the social or professional or you know romeo and juliet style spectrum and then they find common ground he's a jock she's an artist and then by the end you know um not to get ahead of ourselves but he's he's um going to art school for hacky sack uh, <laughs> or, or, or something the um, new not improved but different laney box okay mm, there it is. not improved mm, yeah that's but great. different yeah one of so, my favorite kind of throwaways is the fact that it almost avoids a trope well it kind of calls out a trope of like laney when she's talking to freddie prince jr she's like i'm not smart like i'm a nerd but i'm not smart and then everyone mm-hmm. else is like uh freddie prince jr is the fourth in the class like he's a smart kid yeah. he's got prospects like she realized immediately that that could have been a trap mm-hmm and then avoided it and then it goes into other stuff but i thought that was funny that it called out that one kind of thing yeah that yeah. he's the the high school's to be uh, body president yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah he's, he's not just got... the jock he's a smart kid and yeah has exactly a and blah 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 yeah yeah kind of like vanderbeek um or johnny moxon <laughs> um speaking of tropes why don't we introduce um a special segment 
James's Movie Shots Club. Did I get that right? <laughs> yes. Welcome to the club. Everyone Ooh. is a member now. Um, so Movie Shots Club is all about watching movies and drinking, my two favorite pastimes. Uh, basically, when you're watching a movie, there are three to four rules to every movie. They're unique to every movie. And anytime they happen on screen, you drink a drink. Doesn't have to be alcoholic, but it helps. So <laughs> four, she's all that. There are three rules. There it is. Nice. <laughs> Wow. Um, I don't know what was happening there. Yum. <laughs> Yummy. Uh, so uh, for the drinking rules for She's All That, number one, we have anytime anyone says a full name of a character, Lainey you drink. Boggs. Lainey Boggs. Uh, Zach Seiler. Zach Seiler. Taylor Vaughn. Like a lot of full names are Brock Hudson. There it is. <laughs> uh, arguably, yes, the best character in this movie. Uh, number two is anytime there is a usher cut essentially anytime he we throw to him talking on the radio or being in the dj booth you drink for usher and number three uh anything prom related that happens whether it's dialogue whether it's like posters talking about prom or when they're at the prom you drink this concludes Jamie's Movie Shots Club <laughs> membership rules for She's All That. Thank and you. Luckily, Ooh. we were able to sneak in some beers and yep. um, we left the theater. Well, I left the theater pretty, pretty drunk. I actually I don't even know when early the theater. Yeah. I had to give Derek, I had... Derek a piggyback ride home. So. <laughs> once you found him. Yeah, once I found him in the bush. <laughs> I would Successful say the one... drinking rules. My favorite rule is the the full name rule because yeah that was good until you the best thing about these rules is like you can you can write them after you've seen it obviously but if you go into it kind of looking for them and then they just it starts happening constantly it really makes you uh, analyze the movie on a different level um, or call attention to maybe some sloppy writing but <laughs> it it makes the sloppy writing fun because you get uh, a sloppy drunk yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, all right. So I think next up, I want to talk about the time period a little bit, the kind of like uh, fashion soundtrack. Uh, we've touched on the cast. I mean, where, where do y'all, we're in 1999. Like, is this a good time period for those things? Music? <laughs> Close. I feel like we're experts on it because we grew up in high school during this 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 era. So, do you look back on those things fondly? I love the music. The music yeah. is no the soundtrack. Yeah. Is sure, awesome. music yeah. is spot on. Awesome, hundred percent. Close. There were a lot of overalls. Yeah, I which, which... I like. I like overalls. <laughs> With yeah, paint on them. Yeah, <laughs> I like paint too. Honestly, yeah, yeah. on my clothes. Drew does That's too. Fine. Right, Drew. You love paint yeah, on your clothes. Yeah, I do. Okay. Um, Good. We're all in agreement. Paint on the shirt I'm wearing, even. <laughs> I think that yeah, there is um, the the male clothes in the late '90s, early 2000s, awful. Um, yeah. In this movie, I, nothing really jumps out. I think at one point he's wearing like, like long board shorts, board polo shorts. shorts oh, too, right. Yeah. He's walking around the house in those shorts. That's pretty. Polo ugly. shirt, board shorts, and yeah. then flip flops. Yeah. I, I don't know. Flip flops. They're in Cali. You know, and it was in a, and it was in a very serious scene with him and his family. 
Right. And it was just like, yeah. I cannot take this guy serious <laughs> right now. Yeah. At best, it's it goes unnoticed that they're just wearing like a plain polo shirt. At one point, um, Paul Walker's at the, the the party and has a polo shirt on and is showing off his biceps. Like he is, um, he can make these clothes look good. Uh, Freddie yeah. Prince, on the other hand, like just has a dorkish quality. But more on that later. Um, I was looking at the soundtrack real quick before we moved on from that. It's kind of, it's not just um like cheesy music uh it's got liz fair like a early 90s like hardcore like rock chick jurassic five um so so yeah the i feel like the soundtrack is is pretty iconic yeah um and yeah i don't know i, I think we're just on the precipice um of where kid uh cooler kids that are that are young and, and looking for new trends might be uh, picking up on the fashion and stuff from from this era, but it's going to be a while before I look back on it, myself included, with any kind of fondness. I feel like this is the beginning of the decline, right? I feel like the 90s had a, like a grunge factor that is mm-hmm. very in style, sort of moving out now with Gen Z, but uh, the early aughts is truly should be burned like <laughs> yeah and they'll we, never come back early aughts but it's coming back now and i am i'm scared i'm scared for yes. aeropostale and puka shells you don't right yeah. <laughs> butterfly clips. right and dawson's oh. whatever pants dawson was wearing last Jinkos, week varsity blue. Yeah, yeah those triple sized like <laughs> circus tent pant yeah. legs they go over your shoes and Oof, over uh, your feet. Yeah. Jinko. Yeah, there's there's no reason to lump like or what was happening in the early nineties into what's happening in the late nineties, early aughts. They're completely different, um, uh, style. It's completely different eras of fashion. So, okay. I wanted to hit on that. Um, (laughs) next week we're going to be in a, in a weird time period. So I wanted to make sure we gave that it's, uh, we're going to be in a 99 still, but we're going to be in a, yes. While we're talking about fashion, can we talk about the prom dresses? Sure. Yeah, go for it. Because Lainey Boggs has an iconic, beautiful, Drink. timeless dress. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> glug, glug. Classic um, black dress. Yes. And it's sparkly and she looks amazing. Taylor Vaughn, they did her dirty. They yeah. did her yeah, so they, dirty, which she's like the kind of the bad guy of the movie, right? But also yeah. her dress is skanky. Gold. No. I mean, it is, uh, it's a lot of look. It's just like it's a what? It's a super sparkly, tight blue, like spandex is it thing. Gold? Did I make that up? Yeah, no. Taylor Vaughn's is gold with like really? the black. Yeah, the it's black like weird strap, mm-hmm. ultra strap, and then Lainey Boggs has the cool like slinky blue we, black dress. This is a <laughs> slightly related, but uh, Derek, we have a clip from their conversation at prom that kind of captures their um, the toxicity of their relationship it's not at the party it's maybe maybe that's what i'm confused it's at the party that's the party party. okay yeah Yeah. so that's when she's wearing the blue dress no right no she's wearing wearing the red dress they're both wearing they're both wearing red dresses in this the same dress you shouldn't wear silk to a party or something like that you shouldn't bring a knife to a gunfight okay play that clip thank you excuse me thank you for a minute there, I forgot why I avoided places like this and people like, like you. you. Avoided us? Honey, 
Look around you. To everyone here who matters, you're vapor. You're spam. Mm. A mm. waste of perfectly good yearbook space. Oof. Nothing's going to change it's... that. Ay, ay, ay. That was harsh. Oh, honestly. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think the last important topic then is just kind of how this movie um, not holds up because we can get to that a little bit later, but just like, yeah, things, uh, the the dynamics between Freddie Prenz and, um, I mean, between Zach and Lainey, like one, how did y'all like that that relationship? Did you, did you buy it at all? Mm. <laughs> I mean, cause the whole, I mean, the, in theory, the whole movie revolves around whether or not like, we know that he's she's going to find out about the bet. We know that's going to cause a conflict. But are 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 y'all rooting for them throughout the movie? I mean, I don't like how it started, but yeah, but it did <laughs> seem like it does seem like Freddie Prince Jr. in general, and not just this role. Like, seems like he's always be like the good guy. Like you look at him, and you don't think like, oh, he's gonna be a jerk. Like Paul Walker, like he could be a jerk, but Freddie Prince Jr. I'm like. Mm, he just seems like a nice guy who got mixed up and doesn't really know what he's doing because he's a seventeen year old in high school or supposed to. Be. Yeah. He always defends uh, Lainey's little brother as a yeah. character, even post. Vulcan. Yeah, the a very famous Culkin right now. Mm-hmm. What show is he on? What's that called? Um, Succeed. I know you, I know you know. So, no, oh, never heard of it. Never <laughs> know, heard of yeah. it. <laughs> um, but he defends him when like Lainey's not looking. He creates a relationship with him, which is nice. He's never like. He's not really a dick outside of the bet, which right. the bet is obviously horrible. Like looking back at it now, back then, probably, mm-hmm. you know, coming out of the theater, I would not have realized how toxic and terrible this message is. Obviously, now it's different, but I feel like sometimes we got to put it in a box, which is unfortunate. So, a dick in a box. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nothing problematic about that. Nope. Um, nope, nope, nope. Perfect. Gift. <laughs> I think like he never crosses it. Like the bet itself, yeah, like crosses a line. That's not a reason you should be interested in someone. But like all these teen romances, once you get past whatever um, unethical or immoral reason they had for starting it, they are they quickly become based on like way more than uh, what meets the eye. Um, he never he he so stops himself from matter? kissing her too. Yeah, in oh, the the bet. I didn't, so, I didn't notice that. Okay. Yeah, when they're downstairs in the basement, she's doing art, and they have that really good conversation. They're about to oh, kiss, yeah. Right. And she's like, "But prom, like you didn't talk yeah. to me about it." And he's like, "Ugh," and runs away. Yeah, yeah. the moon walks out of there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he he's a, he's actually kind of scared of this this person. Because well, he respects her once he knows yeah. her. I mean, like, right. yeah, they or, were just, yeah, it was just boys. <laughs> just, mm-hmm. I, I've, I've, I'm saying this in a tongue in cheek. <laughs> just, but like, they were just joking around, and obviously, it's not cool once it can affect other people. But if anything, it feels like Paul Walker is, which yeah. doesn't seem fair, but also RIP. But also, Paul Walker full well knows that it's a bet and he mm-hmm. manipulates Lainey Boggs and oh, tries yeah. to have sex with her on prom night which is and her, like and asked her to prom and the call yeah. yeah it's yeah. fucked up fully lying like mm-hmm. and he's he's handsome but like we're at no point in the movie is supposed to think he's he is supposed to be the the bad guy like he's yeah. supposed to contrast Freddie Prince's 
morals. And so, I did like how yeah. in the bathroom stall at the end, everyone was like, just didn't care yeah. about him at all. I was yeah. like, this is great. Like everyone's like, ladies got this. Like you are embarrassing yourself, Paul Walker. Yeah. Go drink in a corner by yourself. That is what's interesting about the side characters of this movie too, right? Is most of them, aside from the main kind of bad guys of Taylor Vaughn and Paul Walker, even the popular kids, the unpopular kids are all pretty nice. Yeah. yeah. Question mark. Like Gabrielle Union. Yeah, you know that's is a, a cool lady, and she becomes friends with Lainey Boggs, and oh. even like throws her name into the prom queen rotation without knowing that there mm-hmm. were connotations to that. So yeah. I think it's interesting that like just once this movie seems to posit that once you actually have a conversation and create a bond with someone outside of your normal social structure, hey, guess what? Everyone is human and cool, and maybe we should all just chill out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a like, good, good thing to point out. Yeah, the, the cool kids were really nice to Lainey mm-hmm. for the for the most but, part. Yeah, and even like Lainey's best friend was really nice to Zach. So mm-hmm. by by like horrible, immature high school kid standards, not by like 2020. Are we in 2022 now? Is that what's happening? <laughs> yeah, well, we, we, we made we, it we came back <laughs> with, our, um, with our modified well, Casio watches. I, I was just trying to remember what time it was back in the present day. So but not by those standards, but just by like even our own pretty mundane high school experiences, everyone, I'm including, um, I can speak for myself at least like was horribly immature and insane and doing like maybe not having the power to like manipulate people in, in this way, but like just being really like awful and shallow to people. So I don't think the movie is trying to exaggerate that at all. Um, the only thing that it exaggerates is just like the contrivance of, of the bet, but like everything else is a pretty like tame portrayal. This isn't, this isn't euphoria, um, unfortunately, (laughs) but, uh, let's hear, uh, let's hear the last clip. Um, the, pretty much the conclusion of the movie. And then, um, we'll talk about the ending. What now? I don't know. Art school? You? I've been kind of thinking about art school myself. Art? Yeah. You don't take art? Hack. Yeah, but I'm thinking more along the lines of performance art. (laughs) Be silent. Be still. Be Be silent. Zach. What? Shut up. Woo! Sounded like it. No. And that backyard setup is the backyard. Beautiful. Yeah, Lenny Boggs' dad is fucking badass in this film. Oh, right. He's I love, setup. yeah, I love it. He's so dad. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. supportive, set, so sweet. Set up this entire backyard, turn the lights on right as they're about to kiss. Beautiful backyard. He's wingmanning it up oh. for his daughter yeah. to get laid. <laughs> or kissed gently. Or kissed, yes. Soft or kiss, soft kiss. Soft kiss. You, you know that that actually just that is a, a a direct like John Hughes homage or like actually being interested and able to write in, especially a, a father of a daughter um, that yeah. that is that is a nice guy versus like all the adults we talked about last week in Varsity mm-hmm. Blues and you know other teen movies where they either just write them out or they're not interested in them. This movie definitely um, gives him a moment to to shine. Oh, yeah. um, which is cool. Yeah. So 
Yeah. I mean, th that's the weirdest thing. I guess I was asking y'all a leading question earlier with whether you were rooting for them. I don't think they have a ton of chemistry. I don't think um, any of the scenes they have together are really that um, uh, spark filled. Uh, so somehow that doesn't even matter, but like, cause the movie is just a fun vibe to be in, but they did it, it does like i could see them going off to school together um or both going to art school and being really good friends mm -hmm. i don't really need to see them in a in a lifelong romance based on what i've seen so far in this movie you know sex Siler definitely goes on to be like a poli sci women's studies major <laughs> yeah. and then he becomes like a council member moving on up to <laughs> you know a member of congress and then senator i bet you anything he runs Shit. for president one day like he could have oh. been our president guys oh man wow still can yeah. still what can. a world yeah. to imagine come on yeah. freddie prince jr zach seiler 2020 <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah well that's uh, exactly that's the future i could get behind laney boggs uh doing her best first lady yeah well i mean so you you do see them together Yes. Okay. Why not? Why not? Well, I, I mean, yeah, I think they learn from each other without a doubt. Like they're better people, even based on the short period mm -hmm. that we spend with them. So I bet they lose. They have a good relationship for some of college, and then they probably don't go to the same school, so it becomes long distance, and then they kind of lose track of each other. It's amicable. They go their separate ways for a long time. They reunite at their high school reunion where it all started. <laughs> it's me plays. And guess Ooh. what? They dance on the floor and reconnect and reaffirm their bond for each other. And now they're older, they're wiser, and they're ready to, you know, travel the same road together. And then Matthew Lillard shows up and steals her. From oh, him. and he does. <laughs> he wears his, his shiny shirt, <laughs> rips it open. And then sorry, Zach Seiler. Bye. You're out again. Okay, so she's all that too. Yes, I actually um, love that. Matthew Lillard Boogaloo is what it's called. Yeah, well, you got a copyright or do something with that idea, James. <laughs> that is, there's something there. Yeah, yeah. I see we, it. I see we it. We need the she's all that reboot. That's not he's all that. Um, no. with, Although uh, I'm pretty sure, okay, Rachel Lee Cook is also in that one and Matthew Lillard is as well, oh, right? Okay, well, that is, the, I guess they did it then. But I don't think they're the same characters. I think they're just what? both in it. They're probably That'd be parents. weird if they weren't. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, they might no, be. I'm the pretty parents. sure they're not. Yeah. I think Rachel Lee Cook is the mom of the Zach Seiler character, who's a girl. Because it's he's <laughs> all oh, I oh wait, I've seen this movie. I forgot I saw it. Oh <laughs> it's actually not that bad. It's not that bad. Oh, that's good. She's like I her dancing. Yeah. Um she's like a social media person, but she's like mm. the Rachel Lee Cook, but she's trying to like make money so she can pay for college because her mom doesn't have any money it's actually like oh. it's not bad it's not bad do you mean that Rachel matthew lillard stand in, in not her i don't remember matthew he might oh i think he's the principal i think that sounds right yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow they, they how would they not why would they not be their own characters because mm. they're like too, grown up they're too old maybe their yeah, licensing fell through they, maybe they are the same people doesn't in the same universe but one's a principal and one's a mom yeah, I think, I don't think Brock are. Hudson goes on to be the principal of a high school. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, why not? People. I mean, I don't know. MTV Real World becomes a vice. I mean, there's a vice principal show, I guess. Anything's yeah. possible. 
Okay. Well, um, it's that's. I think we're. I think we're good. Anything, Ashley and Derek, y'all want to add before we go to your poetry corner? I was just. I was just thinking of my fat boy Slim name for myself. <laughs> mm. Oh, perfect. And well, be... you can introduce your. Why don't you hold on? Hold on. Like, oh, okay. You're walking up to the ready. mic and you introduce yourself as whatever you're gonna say. DJ Cheeky Ash. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Your ass. Yeah. Oh, All I right. Get so get it. <laughs> so we're walking to the poetry to the bookstore and we're going to go to the poetry corner and poetry poetry and who, how are we going to introduce this dj cheeky ash all right there you go yeah lasers um okay yeah be silent be still i drive a volvo or whatever the i remember that line is okay so here's my poem Back in high school is where this teen rom-com begins with a tale as old as time where the couple kisses and you swear you hear violins. But first let's rewind about an hour and a half where you meet the teens and have a good laugh. There's a student body president, dreamy Zach, who just got dumped by his girlfriend, Taylor, the terrible. She broke up with him for an equally awful real world star, Brock Hudson, who's also unbearable. Anyway, Zach is now single and decides to focus on soccer and school. Just kidding. He makes a bet with his friend Dean to turn a hopeless art chick into prom queen. That's a rule. Um, Inner Lainey Boggs, who is the ugliest, grossest troll of them all. Vegan. (laughs) Remove those glasses, which I like, by the way. Add some makeup and a short dress, and she becomes a Disney princess doll. Zach starts to fall for Lainey because she's a billion times better than his ex. Too bad she finds out that she was just a fucking bet. However, will Zach get her back and have sex? Really easily, in fact. He shows up to Lainey's doorstep after prom, explains nothing. She kisses him. Now that's a typical rom. Damn. Incredible. Thanks. Thanks, everyone. That was beautiful. Cheeky Ash out. Yeah. (laughs) I I mean, for once, I don't think I have anything else to add. Um, That concludes the first part of our discussion of She's All That. We'll be back um, after we've had a little bit more time to process our thoughts and discuss our final verdict on the movie. But first, it is time for another round of our favorite segment, Rank the Blank. And I know everyone is dying to find out who our latest sponsor is. We have a brand new sponsor this week. This one is um, something that is near and dear to our hearts. Um, We love their sauces amongst (laughs) everything else. So Derek, um, if you have to give a disclaimer, so be it, but please, um, introduce this week's rank the blank sponsor. Thank you very much for this, uh, new sponsor. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> Taco Bell introduces the Chalupa Ooh. with a shell. So crispy, aye, aye, aye. so flaky, oh. so chewy and tasty hurt me. You'll wonder why we put anything in them at all. Por favor, drop the chalupa. Get your hands on one now for just 99 cents. If you don't love it, we'll give you your money back. Only at Taco Bell. They're back. Happy New Year, amigos. Four new chihuahuas are ready to party. Get yours now at Taco Bell. What? Did he say hurt? Did it say hurt? That commercial was very sexual. Yeah. 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 Cha-cha-cha. Ooh. Happy New um, Year. Tacos, tacos are inherently sexual. Um, that is, why? Why? Don't just let's move on. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. So we don't want to lose our brand new sponsor. 
Thank you very much to the Taco Bell Corporation. And Chalupas were invented in 1999. Is that well, what we are to... I was going to ask you real quick, the Chalupa isn't the Taco Bell menu item that you claim to have invented yourself, is it? James? Are, oh, me? Yeah, Do I claim to have invented a Taco Yeah, Chalupa? there's one of the, no, there's one Taco Bell item, like the Crunchwrap Supreme. Blast. Just kidding. You don't know what I'm talking about? Oh, maybe it's the Crunchwrap Supreme. Yeah, you were like, we made, we came up with this. Probably. That sounds like me. I'm oh, very okay. inventive and smart and yeah. I love food. Well, um, we didn't invent the Chalupa, but we do get discounts on them. So that's uh, that's our sponsor this week. I can't wait to find out who contacts us next week. So without further ado, uh, Rank the Blank is where we pick a topic inspired by the week's movie and rank our personal favorites. This week's topic, as we alluded to, dreamiest leading teen man. And it's not at all weird for us to do this as... 30-somethings because, yeah, they were like old kids at the time anyway. They were so. also 30-somethings <laughs> yeah. at the time. Yeah. yeah, and now they're way older than us. So yeah. it's 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 all fair in love and war. Um, uh, the criteria that I used for this and uh, surely y'all ignored would be that, um, one, <laughs> like what is it that you personally want out of a leading man? Obviously, that's subjective, but I think that'll help uh, – uh, like clarify our comments as we as we discuss why we picked who we picked and then two it's they have to be one of the main leads in a movie not just a supporting character and they have to have had more than they have to be known like uh, for their movie career not just tv so there's obviously a lot of crossover um with 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 some of these but you know we could do a whole another segment on the Mark Paul Gosslers and, and, and whatnot of the world. But these are people that were at least in an equal amount of movies at the time. So he's another yeah. Zach. That's funny. Yeah. Another Zach. So a Gosling um, does or does not count. Gosling would maybe. Yeah. Why yes. wouldn't he Gosler would not. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Mm. Yeah. What about Costner? <laughs> um, I mean, when was he a team? What about Jodie Foster? <laughs> <laughs> we were all teens Wait, she's not a man yeah yeah and then there's that um ashley what are some examples um oh and we have instagram responses as well so please share yep. those sure so some examples 80s we have johnny depp whoo john cusack christian slater tommy cruise boy uh 90s we have <laughs> leo will smith ryan Phillippe, jared leto andrew keegan which i can't remember who he was in uh, Joey Dahmer in 10 things. He's the Ooh. bad guy in 10 things. Yeah. Oh, like it's and his nose broken. Okay. One one thing I wanted to say real quick on that is that I have um, a nose spray ad. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of times in a lot of these movies, they'll be like the leading man as it were, will not be the, the most popular guy in school or the guy that like is the stereotypical hot dude. So Andrew Keegan in 10 things plays like the, the, cool hot guy and then comes someone else comes along and is like the the outsider yeah yeah so i think like bonus points if they're like a dark horse okay so then 2000s we have jesse bradford some fan woo chad michael murray and robert padson and then there's that michael sarah guy which i did not put on this list um (laughs) shout out sarah well (laughs) juno i mean juno definitely fits the criteria yeah but okay um and then some instagram 
responses. We have Leonardo DiCaprio, which is who's mentioned twice, Kevin Costner and Zach Efron. And how can people follow us and contribute to Instagram? Oh, we have an Instagram at, at new release podcast. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> you can follow it and stuff. And then I don't post. Know. Yeah. It's so oh, wait, exciting. There were, two, there were two votes for Leonardo DiCaprio. That's a pretty good. Yeah. Um, pretty You're having growing showing. pains. Oh my gosh. It was, yeah. Well, that, I looked at. Oh, that's true. I looked at way, way, way too many um, teen heartthrob lists, lists. And there were so many where they were in like the um, the early teen preteen phase when they were when they were popular basically yeah all those um friday night uh, tjf shows and like all the people that were um you know like heartthrobs a little Jonathan bit Jonathan Taylor Thomas yeah exactly um Evan perfect Sala. example but i but I he like him. by the time he hit this age like high school senior age it, or able to play a high school senior he was off the out of the scene i also want to add Shane Decaps. West Oh, Shane West walked to remember. Let's go. Yeah. I had a poster of him. Teen Beat. I printed out probably a picture (laughs) from like a Canon color printer that I'm sure it looked really good. Oh, yeah. (laughs) High quality stuff. (laughs) So he's your Ali Lauder. Yep. The Derek had on his. Yeah. Yeah. Also wearing whipped cream. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Okay. Well, that's um, those are some great honorable mentions, but now we got to get into the actual nominees so from the movie of course we got Freddie Prinze Jr. Um, we've talked about him a bit and we will certainly uh, circle back to whether or not he even qualifies for this list in my opinion Mm. Um, Jamie what is your choice I mean I have to go with Heath Ledger 10 things I hate about you for obvious reasons (laughs) he is his beautiful face his beautiful voice his cocky terrible attitude he's actually his character is actually kind of but we'll leave that leave that over there he's a bad boy he's a bad boy yes he has hair that is sometimes in a tiny little nub ponytail (laughs) he wears a tank top and Mm. yeah and plays guitar he does he doesn't he give Stratford. He gifts a guitar. Yes. Yes. He buys expensive gifts. Like that's pretty cool. Yeah. He's beautiful. Like I can't, I can't. And his smile, his grin, his half grin. I think if you know, you know, his half grin is, oh boy. (laughs) That's, that's a great choice. Um, It's going to be hard to argue with that. Ashley, what's your choice? I'm going to go with good old Josh Hartnett. Mm. Um, Huge crush of mine growing up because of the faculty. 40s and 40 nights, which I watched again recently. So good. Um, Trip Fontaine and Virgin Suicides. He's just, he's just a stud. I don't know. What? (laughs) So I am, I'll, I'll just reveal now, which is going to be, you know, points for, for your selection. I mean, he was definitely my runner up um, mostly for his role in Virgin Suicides, but like, what the hell is up with his hair? Um, It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So this is Josh Hartnett is definitely top tier, but in my head, his hair is such a nightmare for like the first 28 years of his life that I don't know how to like, I don't know how to quantify him at that point. You know, it's just like so distracting, maybe some bangs up front, but it's like cut really short. Yeah. Yeah. It's like short, but sticks out on the, on the bottom. 
Um, Lucky like- number eleven, Josh oh, Hartnett yeah. is like where it really comes together. Yeah, mm-hmm. he he he's he is super dreamy, and I, I'll I'll explain and with my choice why I didn't pick him. I think to I think it's helpful to compare and contrast. Um, I feel like Josh Hartnett is effortlessly cool and attractive, and his hair um, looks like he just got out of bed, but in a in a good way. Um, Heath Ledger is like actually like fantasy um uh novel dreamy um the person i went with is someone who like i was able to more identify with and on a personality basis i could really like emulate as best as i could um and this I would be joshua jackson i knew uh, you were gonna i'm looking at a picture of him right From now skulls? I, I knew that you were going <laughs> to this guy oh wow <laughs> that's how i was laughing i thought we weren't doing no, TV no. So hunks. from the skulls, he's I been. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. He was also it, yeah. in. I know what you did last summer. Mm, he's also. in Urban Legends. He's in a movie that oh, we're about oh, to watch. Yeah, Urban Legends. Gossip. He's in. A, he's in. A, he was in literally like three movies this in the year two thousand. Like yeah. he was Mighty in, Ducks one, two, and three. Yeah, yeah. That's a little. A little <laughs> what too a fox! Early. Um, he had to shed that. Uh, that baby weight. Um, cutie patootie. Yeah, little yeah. cherub. Yeah, well, he went from cute to studly. Um, but also, like, it's more his sense of, his sarcastic sense of humor and personality. And, you know, like, there was no competition between him and Dawson for, oh, absolutely for not. you know, Katie Holmes's heart. I mean, in terms of who Is you Is that who she for. ends up with? Actually, Spoiler. yes. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, I mean, Josh Jackson, and he is, I mean, he's, he's a movie star. He, I mean, at, at this point, like he is traditionally handsome as well, but when he was younger, he was able to play like the, the sarcastic, like best friend, not the, not the handsome one. And so that gave me like some hope that I could be like him. Whereas if you were funny, (laughs) 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 moving on, Derek, what's your choice? Joseph Gordon Levitt. Mm. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's a great one. Mm-hmm. He starred in Angels in the Outfield. He's in Third Super Rock in the Sun. <laughs> Third Rock, really but hot he's, there, too. he's also in 10 Things I Hate About You, and he is a lead in a, in a bunch of films since then. Yeah. All um, of these guys have very serious hair. Oh, yeah. Stuff happening. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Harry um, boys. I mean, we haven't talked about Freddie Prenz's, like, horrible early aughts style like kind of, uh spiky hair ah, ew yeah that he's doing so i mean i'll take it over his blonde locks and scooby-doo yeah that's yeah <laughs> hey, so. sure. okay well let's 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 rank these suckers um we usually give ashley the honors of starting like uh, with the movie itself like let's just hash this out who thinks freddie prince is dreamy at all Two girls. Oh, I think he's hot. Yeah, yeah he's super attractive. Yeah. He's super attractive, uh, he, and he's, he's still a Sarah Michelle Geller, and they've been married forever. Yeah, they're very that's, cute. He looks great with gray. He's a gray fox right now. Silver yeah. fox stud. He's not my type. Um, moderately charismatic as a not care. I would say charismatic. Moderately like an everyman kind of relatable as a performer. I don't dislike him in movies, but I find nothing about him like, um sexually appealing that's fine i do okay yeah. what is he so i'm just saying he would be my last choice um but are y'all gonna put him above any of your choices 
I mean, I'd put him above your choice, Drew. I don't think Joshua really? Jackson, I don't know. I've never found him attractive or like mm. leading James, man. You like him, I right? I, I actually really like Joshua Jackson. Uh, he's hot stuff. I would put Freddie Prince over Joseph Gordon-Levitt only because Joseph Gordon-Levitt looks so young in all of the movies he's young in. That it's, right. Yeah. He didn't like, really have that teen heyday where he was. 10 yeah, Things like, was kind of his. And his, he's just he he just looks like he's 14. Yeah. 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 And he is. A and also, yeah, Third dork. Rock from the Sun was such a huge presence for my kind of Joseph Gordon-Levitt brain that he where he has long hair he looks like a handsome brother like he yeah just it, it a never, brunette yeah yeah never works for me derek are you gonna fight for joe go it sounds nope. like he might be dead last might be joe gone i'm fine <laughs> um it's all good okay well, i got, I got to watch anna pack in in this movie and i'm just satisfied with that Okay, I mean, you know, like I'm. We're gonna do this in a very. She's my um, female heartthrob. Whoa! Don't get me started. Very Ali Larder. Um, old news. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna let you know the consensus went out here because that's the only fair way to do it. Uh, I made my case for Joshua Jackson. Do you put him, uh, James, above Hartnett or no? Which Josh do you prefer? Oh boy, Josh v. Josh. Because we know where Ashley's okay. Okay. So, in terms of the time period, Mm -hmm. I am going to put Joshua Jackson over Josh Hartnett. Mm. I know because I feel like Josh Hartnett truly came into his own. I get that he was in a bunch of good stuff and looked real good, you know, in general during that phase of his career. But I love now Josh Hartnett slash later career Josh Hartnett more than I love young Josh Hartnett, mm. whereas Joshua Jackson is the opposite. I like his early stuff versus his now stuff. If that makes I didn't sense. watch Dawson's Creek really. So I think that puts me behind. Yeah. I didn't really either, but I love the Mighty Duck movies. <laughs> <laughs> so dreamy. Um... <laughs> oh, dreamy. Okay. Okay. Well, we have a heated race then. It sounds like between. Wow. It, I mean, it's a Heath rates between Heath Ledger and Joshua Jackson with then followed by is Hartnett going to be above Freddie Prince? Can we at least all agree on that? Yeah. 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 yeah okay. Yeah. So we got our top three. Um, now we just need to crown a dreamboat champion. Heath Ledger versus Joshua Jackson. Ashley, we know, I mean, James and I picked these two choices, so we need to go, we need to defer to you and Derek here. Heath Ledger all the way. Yes. Easy. Yep. Derek? Easy for me as well. Okay. I totally I mean, agree. I, no, I, 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 was, I totally agree, man. Yeah. If I wasn't just like, making a case that was completely personal and subjective, I would probably, um, if I was trying to go outside of myself, I would, I would, I think we have a consensus i mean i think we yeah. have a unanimous choice mm-hmm. Heath, Heath for Ledger. the win Heath all the way okay well yep. congratulations to our guest this nice. must have been rigged. good job thank you <laughs> well that means you are rewarded with a clip of your choice and you uh provided that so let's hear it so james won so she's actually the one who tells the producer to play it oh ah. Oh. Maybe sit down, Drew. Maybe just sit back a little <laughs> bit. Thanks. Thanks. 
Derek, could you please play my Heath Ledger clip? Thank you. Here we go. Stan. You're not afraid of me, are you? Afraid of you? Why would I be afraid of you? Well, most people are. Well, I'm not. Well, maybe you're not afraid of me, but I'm sure you've thought about me naked, huh? The accent. My man Cameron here has a major joke. Was that it? Yeah. No, keep going. That. It's oh. a compilation. Okay. It's a compilation, but that's like the bit bit. Okay. Well, he voice. makes more good jokes about oh, his okay. body and stuff okay. going forward. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. For Bianca Stratford. What is it with this chick? She have beer flavored nipples? Hey. <laughs> All right. Uh, for... <laughs> hey, we had to hear that. Okay. Wow. No, no, no. One more. One more. This thing, cat hates smokers. So you're telling me I'm a non-smoker? Yes. Well, just for Jonathan, now. Jason Gordon and, Levitt. Um, and here's another problem. Yep. Bianca said that cat likes pretty guys. Hmm. So what is he doing in these three scenes? He's smoking. They're playing. They're playing. I'll cut this out. But he's playing pool and smoking a cigarette. No, I just mean like <laughs> and this looking. is how cool he is. He's like he's he's operating like a blowtorch in the scene before that, right? Mm. Oh, he's yeah, like he's welding welding something. something. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's cool. Class. Yeah. This just shows his cool range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's saying and I'm not a hair. pretty guy. Yeah. So good. The he winks. Nipples, he like, winks uh, when he's like, "But I bet you've thought about me naked." Wink. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? Yes, sir. Yes. Yeah. They're the uh, not to shit on uh, Laney and Zach, but like the chemistry difference between oh, ten things oh, and she's all very that different. is hands down day. different. True, true, true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well. That was a wonderful segment of Rank the Blank. Thank you, uh, Taco Bell, for sponsoring. And thank you for Again, all those. Uh, Taco Bell does not actually sponsor us, but if you would like to, follow us at on Instagram <laughs> at New Release Podcast. Send us all four plush uh, Chalupa dogs, <laughs> and then we'll know. Um, okay. Well, that's it. Let's rejoin our feature presentation. All right. So now that we've had a little time to process and settle in, what are, has the response been to this movie, Ashley? Well, I would guess based on like this off of the theater would have been really good, but it's not, it's kind of poorly. Critics hmm. don't really like it. The audience is indifferent. Um, I was kind of surprised considering how much I loved it. But let me tell you a few things they were saying from the critics. Sure. Um, She's All That is not a great movie, but it has its moments. And that was Ebert. So like, eh indifferent like two stars oh, wow. i agree with them um, very thoughtful and then there's another one that says she's all that is so rooted in our cultural understanding of teen movies that a world without it now seems unimaginable so wow. that's that pretty powerful who? none of your business okay <laughs> just, a, just a critic I don't well know. no no i um i was just that wasn't yeah that was a different reviewer mm -hmm. um do the well, to the box office like it? yeah i'm not it, it uh, who, well? who cares what i mean i'm not surprised at all that the critics yeah. didn't like this movie it's not objectively uh good <laughs> in most <laughs> in most standards that critics look for the audience score is irrelevant because rotten tomatoes comes out later and those are like colored by 
reactions uh, down the line. So I don't even know if we can really use that as a metric. The box office, which is the only true metric, um, and of course our personal experience when we are traveling back to the theater, would say that this was a huge hit and it made the number one spot in the box office charts. Ooh, 16 I mean, million. it has a good cast. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, this was a successful movie. It was a popular movie. Um, everyone that we talked to on the street and in the mall and, you know, hanging out outside the theater seemed to have had a good time. It would, it's hard to imagine, like, if you go to a critic screening with four people there and you nobody's laughing or, or having fun, like, of course, you're not going to like this movie. But if you see it with a group of people, um, you're going to have a good time um, unless you're Derek, apparently, but we'll get to that. So she's all that. Number one, Patch Adams. Number two, mm-hmm. Varsity Blues. This this movie certainly probably is stealing a little bit of the Varsity Blues thunder. Um, but yeah. And then, um, like we mentioned earlier, she's all that. Is, uh, she's all that. Shakespeare is racing up the chart. So that movie um, Ashley, never comes um, back. Ashley Wait. has an emergency and she's going to be leaving the podcast. Um, so let's wish her well. See you guys later. I drank too much of that after saying all the people's names in my poem. So I got to go. Yeah. Uh, See you in the go, future. <laughs> before you go, one one word um, or two words. New release or old news? Uh, definitely a new release. You. DJ okay. Cheeky ass out. <laughs> Um, okay. I'm really excited to hear what Derek has to say, but hold it for one second. Um, James mm-hmm. new release or old news. Do you, do I need to explain the concept or is that self-explanatory new release? Okay. Um, totally agree. Uh, Derek, you apparently didn't like it. I was very upset by this movie as an adult now. Yeah. Honestly, the, I just felt extremely bad for the Lenny Boggs character. Okay. It, it was just so fucked up to do the shit that they did to her. And it really, it, I could not get past it in this watch. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, there, there are great parts. Like the soundtrack's awesome. Um, the dad character was amazing. Um, even Zach Skyler. I mean, Zach, as much as Zach Skyler disgusted me, he was mm-hmm. nice to Lenny's brother, but like, that would never have happened if he didn't have this bet. So that that kind of was lost on me. But at least Anna Packin, you know, was super, super rad to Lainey. And I also like that, too. So, yeah, you really couldn't get past the the uh, the premise and the setup for why they were, you know, having this this relationship in the first place. Right. Is, and, and then yeah. uh, one other thing that I just wanted to point out was that Lainey, I forget what, what the, the character's name was, but she was super drunk. And then Lainey Boggs was going to attempt mm, to help her while clown. she was drunk. Yeah. Oh, and right. then she was a dick to her. And then she, she yeah, this this character was super drunk and previously had talked some shit to Lainey Boggs. And I understand that Lainey Boggs didn't like this person, but. I was just really hoping that she would actually help this other drunk character out. Instead, she paints her like a clown and lets her go get, you know, yeah, make, that, make an that, ass out of herself. So that I, does that does feel kind of like out of pace, out of place with the rest of the tone yeah. for for her and for um, the the Zach Seiler character. Um, I mean, 
it is it it is certainly like so in the context of new release or old news uh, the that whole setup does feel very dated um and like you know, you know maybe doesn't hold up super well i think we we did make a case in the first half of the discussion for why ultimately like that's just the that's just a dumb like throwaway thing and once they actually start interacting they they are they treat each other with respect and uh you know treat each other well enough and end up being good for one another but See, if the beginning doesn't if the ends don't justify the 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 means uh, yeah yeah I, I mean i think when i was younger i that's what i gathered from it it just did not you know from my opinion and how i soaked up everything <laughs> Yeah, it just did James? not seem like they're yeah. uh, like it was justified at all. Interesting. I think that's lovely. I yeah. am almost always the one who has the 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 take of yikes, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but because I have such nostalgia for this movie and I can see my way around some of these very frustrating, annoying, terrible, not yeah holding up to time at all plot points then i'm okay with it but i i love that you have this take that that's kind of fun yeah i you know i thought that i was going to love this film and i went into Mm -hmm. it and then i was just super surprised at how i felt about it so i get why it's a fun film you know if you can look past that kind of stuff which you know is easy to especially knowing that it was back in the 90s if this came out today i'd be a little little bit more upset yeah it it, I I was after watching Varsity Blues. I was prepared like so. Varsity Blues can do whatever it wants because it's clearly like a satire. Whereas exactly, this yeah. is actually not a satire. It almost feels like one because we've seen one. We've seen parodies of it that aren't that far removed from. There <laughs> yeah. are also like cuts within the movie where it almost feels like it's a parody of itself. Like when. Mm-hmm the whole school is like watching Zach Seiler interact with Lainey Boggs for the first time and it's all quiet. And then everyone just whips around, you know, like those weird cuts where everyone's watching and then all of a sudden not watching and moving on with it. It's, it's. I I think the one, the one thing that is straight satire is the Matthew Lillard character and his, (laughs) like they're, they're skewering, like maybe they're making fun of MTV films. (laughs) They're making fun of the MTV kind of like, attitude um and so his character is like really I mean, over the top well, he's, he's is just he a over the top or is he just like on another plane of existence that we have yet to reach <laughs> hey i mean who's to say damn <laughs> so his character honestly didn't do anything wrong in this film right yeah, uh, he I was mean, just a dick person i mean yeah aside from being just an asshole just to everybody yeah, yeah. Like he, also, he faked getting a tattoo and making his high school girlfriend get a real one from a van. I mean, that's fucked up. Which is kind of crazy. Yeah, maybe he's dating a high schooler and, and he's... There's uh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, we haven't actually talked about the fact that there are three members of the Scooby gang in this movie pre-live action Scooby gang movie. True. That's crazy. Who's the third? Sarah Michelle Gellar has like a uncredited oh, cameo in yeah. this. Yeah. Nice. When did they start dating, by the way? I don't Long know. Way back, huh? 
Yeah. I mean, for they've been together for a long time now. Yeah. Post, um, okay. probably their scary movie, but maybe right. around this time. I know I you know. did. I, I I forgot when we were doing the reviews, but I think this ties into the conversation we're having now. The it, the performers in the movie um, certainly thought they were making something like very uh, serious and important. I mean, sure, like, like a John Hughes a Breakfast Club. Yeah, they knew it was a comedy, but they thought it was like going to accurately reflect kind of the teen experience. So let's hear their like promotional interviews real quick. It was an amazing story, an amazing script that respects its audience. It doesn't speak down to it. It's like those old 80s movies, like like The Breakfast Club and, and some kind of oh. wonderful and Ferris Bueller's Day Off that that whole generation got as like to relate to. And my generation, we get nothing. There's no way that I'm going to let that happen, you know, because I know what that feels <laughs> like. You wanted to see those movies in the theater, not on video. This is like our version of, you know, here's chapter one in that next video library of emotions and how to feel. I describe it as a John Hughes movie, just up in 1999 closed wow. it's a very timeless story and it's got some great themes beauty is not skin deep you know there's real people behind the cliques and cliches of high school i love this guy the cast is yeah. great i think it's really it's a fabulous little movie hey there's kiss me okay yeah so i mean that they have to say that or they're you know um compelled right. to say that yeah because contractually they're the and they're making money <laughs> off of it but but it does that, seem like they're going for it yeah it, absolutely James, you, yeah. you agree as well, right? Yeah, I mean, aside from like the gross aspect of the bet and stuff, uh, it is, I feel like I alluded to this earlier, but it's aspirational. It's kind of what we all wanted in a way our high school experience to be, to be this fun, crazy, yeah. chaotic dynamic, you know, where high stakes are low stakes, low stakes are high stakes, blah, blah, blah. That, I like what they said. That's very cute. Those yeah. are very cute interviews. It does seem genuine. Um, We've already talked about the legacy and the remake potential for this movie. So we can kind of skip over that. Uh, check out He's All That. Ashley says it's <laughs> what? Pretty good. Not that bad. Um, he likes so, it. Yeah. I think she said it's not that bad. So that, that um, it, in Ashley terms, that if she says anything good about a film, she must yeah. like it. But let's jump straight into um, how late 90s on a scale of one to 99 is she's all that so based on wardrobe music uh, actors and some of the tropes that jamie um mentioned throughout the discussion i'm just gonna say i mean we gave varsity blues a 91 last week this has got to be 99. way up there <laughs> it's probably gonna be we're doing this oh, out of man. 99 right yeah out of 99 okay yeah so the scale the scale adapts to whatever year we're in um and is this I feel like the, yeah there were a hundred percent more puka shells in this one <laughs> versus varsity blues right so that's gotta because everything is a little behind yeah. and a little like you know in there in such a different type of community i think what we associate the 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 california uh high school experience is what Billabong. we <laughs> is what and, we associate with um with you know uh, the universal one versus the Texas experience was was right. very tied to that place. Um, I would absolutely yeah. give the Puka Shells some points, though. That was also a rule that I had created for myself or, or somebody created it when we were watching it. I forget. I don't think it was you, James, but maybe somebody was in the audience. Like, yeah, was like drink when there's Puka Shells and there were a lot. <laughs> and like and frosted tips. 
<laughs> frosted oh, yeah. tips. Yep. Yeah, we're and gonna see some nineties clothing. I, I think we can give nineties music, nineties uh, hip hop artists. Oh, I mean everything. Like it's yeah, I, I can't think of anything to detract it for other than if we want to leave like we've got to leave some room we have room because there's the last movie we're going to watch in this semester uh this six week period <laughs> um Christ. is is gonna really <laughs> give this some stiff competition Ugh. so uh yeah i don't know what do you think james on a scale of one to 99 assuming it's probably in the 90s mm, 90 Seven, yeah, hmm. I think that's fair. All right, that's up there. Going to be tough to beat, but yep. we'll see if if we can do it. I mean, these All are right. very fucking nineties, so <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, exactly. This this hits this, pretty much all the marks. Yeah, this six week semester, uh, we're delving into films that took place in the nineties. Took place in ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going like in outer space or anything like that. So yeah, these no. are. <laughs> so this is exactly of the time. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. Um, one more fun little game. <laughs> what are we gonna include in our new release gift shop from this movie? Um, last week, based on Varsity Blues, we invented a new release playbook which i'm just not 100 sure i understand what that is but um they are on sale now so uh get them with a side of chalupa what what do we want to sell uh to merchandise merchandise based on this movie y'all got any ideas hacky sacks Ooh, that's a pretty good one like performance Art hacky oh yeah, sacks. performance not art hacky ones, sacks. Not, not for, for sports. No. Yeah. yeah. Yes. This is for art pro. Sacks. They might artists. look the same, yes. but they are not the same. Yeah. No. And don't you try and use them for the no. game of hacky sack. No. Absolutely. That's disrespectful. These are only to be That's... used on stage. Mm-hmm. I think. If... I think art sacks might become one of our top sellers. <laughs> there we go. So yeah. All right. Um. Dang. That's uh, I'm sad. We're we're <laughs> we're done talking about shoes. All that. Um, all that's left is to preview our movie for next week. And I have to say, now I don't think I've seen this movie. So it's got Brendan Fraser in it. It's got a the white teen icon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe we'll we'll reveal the, the wine scale in a future uh, yeah. episode yeah. Where, where we might James have already is done, on, but yeah. Yeah, we probably have. Um, but anyway, yeah, uh, Brendan Fraser and Alicia Silverstone star in this movie. Adam's been living underground with his parents since 1962. Oh, what did you wish for, son? I wish that I could meet a girl. I've been thinking about that a little just these last 15 years or so. But now it's time for him to party. I've never driven before. It's like he's from X Files. Brendan Fraser, Alicia Silverstone. Are we getting hot? She yeah. is so Blast sexy. From the past. Got the bus! Got the bus! Starts Friday. Okay. Blast from the past next week. I'm excited because it looks like we're going to be able to see uh, two time <laughs> periods in one. You're going to blast to the past to see 
blast <laughs> from the past. Thank you. Couldn't yeah. have said it any more um, <laughs> concisely myself. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us, James. Thank you for having me. What a delight. Yeah, thanks um, for joining. Hopefully back Ashley anytime. will, will um, take care of whatever she's doing and make it back for next week's episode. Thank you, Derek. Thank you to all the listeners out there who um, support Taco Bell, um, but also support us by subscribing to New Release. Uh, all you have to do is search New Release in Spotify or Apple or any other podcast platform. Derek, that's a wrap. She's all that. <laughs> now you, you can talk over this. Just wait, wait like five seconds. All right, you you can you can talk. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs>